Hello and welcome to Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate, a Walking Through the Stargate podcast. I'm David and I'm one of the content producers here at Walking Through the Stargate Studios. Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate is a special limited edition summer filler series featuring our listeners and I will get to them in just a moment. All the podcasts here at Walking Through the Stargate Studios are independent of corporate sponsorship. Hooray! No commercial breaks or five minutes of the hosts shilling for the sponsor of the week. Who does support us, though, is you, the loyal listeners, via Patreon. On Patreon, there are tiers of support, each with their own rewards and benefits, including Patreon-first content, such as The Other Side of the Gate with Zach and I, Stargate Second Chances, where they rewatch a show because you told them to rewatch the show and get a better opinion of it and stargate infinity we lost a bet because we want to make zach and brent suffer through stargate infinity however all patreon first content will hit the main feed eventually and this summer there is an excellent chance that zach and brent will be emptying the patreon vaults so if you do not want to do the patreon thing that's fine as well we don't hold it against you you'll get to hear everything eventually if you would like to engage with us and your fellow listeners, then there are so many ways to do that. We have email at walkingthethestargate at gmail.com. We have Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have wtts.space and walkingthethestargate.com. And we have a weird little YouTube channel. And then we have Discord. Discord's probably the best way because that's more like a random chat. You can get engaged with a lot of us on there. So many ways to engage with us and keep the conversation going. And speaking of keeping the conversation going and of listener engagement, that brings us to this little experiment here. A while back, and I honestly forget when, we had an offline conversation about listeners doing a review of this podcast, and we're going to call it Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate. Big joke. But then back in late May, when Zach and Brent told me they were going to take an extended summer break, my first response, honestly, was no! My second response was, I have an idea. And I worked it out this, I ran it by them. And then with their seven chevrons of approval, I reached out to some of our listeners who have been active in engaging with us and invited them to be part of the show. So that brings us to our listeners. And I'm happy to introduce two listeners to you this week. First, we have Lydia Ann. Hello. Hello, Lydia Ann. And secondly, we have Casey. Hi there. Hi there. So welcome to our experiment of listeners being on the podcast. And to get started, what I'd like is just a little bit about you. Um, all I really have is your handles on Discord and maybe a few messages on Facebook. But go ahead and share anything um, you feel you want to share with us here. Uh, Lydia Ann, I'm going to go to you first. All right. Uh, Lydia Ann. Um I grew up in Minnesota, still living in the Midwest. Um, yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> okay. Um, you don't have to give that's an e exact location, but whereabouts in the Midwest are you? Uh, upper Midwest. Upper Midwest, so, okay. Yeah. Um, I've been to the Midwest. I've got family in the Midwest. Oddly enough, I've vacationed in the upper Midwest. Uh, I'm one of the few Californians who's decided randomly to go to Wisconsin for a vacation. I did that twice. Casey, okay. how about you? Hi, I'm Casey. Um, I'm uh, firmly in my middle age. Uh, I'm an artist, a writer, a musician. And uh, I also 
did some film work and I got a surprise for you guys a little bit later. We'll save that though. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So what I'd like to first start with is, now this is just a bunch of friends talking about Stargate. So when was your first introduction to Stargate? I will start with the obvious. We probably all started with the movie. I know I started with the movie when it came out and then I watched it and enjoyed it. And then I heard about this TV show and I thought, yeah, okay. They made a TV show about that movie. I never watched it. Not never. I, it took me a lot of years to get into it because I had randomly seen an episode and it was something about snakes swimming in a tank and trying to rescue people from being infested with snakes. And it just didn't make sense to me. And then a couple of years later, some co-workers were talking about it and they said, you've never watched Stargate SG-1? Why not? They talked me into it and I was hooked from that point on once I did a serious watch. Uh, so Lydia Ann, when was your first introduction to Stargate? And Casey, feel free to chime in at any time with commentary. Um, see, my first introduction to Stargate was when the movie came off the new release shelf at Blockbuster, um, back when you had to go to a store, pick up, pick up a physical copy of a of a media property in order to you know, temporarily watch it. And was um, it on magnetic tape too? It was. It was a cassette tape, yes. Ah, this was the, before the ancient DVDs. days. Yeah, the ancient days. I, yes. I remember those. Yeah. We had a, a family tradition of Friday nights going grocery shopping and then stopping by Blockbuster and uh -huh. renting some movies. And so saw that when it you know when it was less expensive to rent than when it first was first released on, on video. Um, right. uh, loved it. Um, by just random fluke, was able to see the premiere, Children of the Gods, um, that, yeah, when it premiered that summer of 97, um, didn't normally get premium cable so had to wait for syndication six nine months later it was on mm -hmm. fox i think um and caught things intermittently for a few years and then not you know graduated from high school like 2003 went off to college and was stout you know, right so wasn't able to yeah so you're able to watch I, it kind of off and on as it was available to you yeah, saw yeah. more of the early seasons when they were newer than the later seasons. Gotcha. Um, didn't get a chance to watch everything in uh, broadcast order until like a decade ago. Um, okay. So it's kind of complicated. Yeah. Have a long memory of some things, but not of others. Yeah, I got hooked and then I started going and buying the DVD sets. That's how I really got to watch everything because I didn't have premium cable. I don't even think I had the sci-fi channel for its first few years. What about you, Casey? How'd you get introduced? I actually came into the game a little bit late. Um, about 99, I bought my first PlayStation 2 and it had a DVD player built in. Hey, I had one of those too for the same reason. <laughs> so I, I went to Best Buy and I was like, I'm going to get me some DVDs. 
and they had the Stargate DVD and they had a couple of others and then they had the box set. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to buy this movie. I like, I like science fiction. I like history. And uh, even though I had been told by some of my nerd friends, hey, don't bother. I was like, eh, I'm going to bother. Okay. So I, I, uh, I, I, gave it a, I gave the movie a watch and then a, the first season a watch. And then it took like five years for season two to come out on DVD. <laughs> it took oh, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took forever. So, um, but, the, you know, the first, first five minutes of the movie, I was hooked. I see. Yeah, I was watching it several seasons into it. So I was able to buy the DVD sets pretty much on demand through seasons one through seven. I'd finish one, go find $50, and go buy another set and watch it like that. Any particular? You're so lucky. Uh, yeah, well, had to wait then again. So long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Then again, I was way behind everyone on watching it. So all my friends at work, they had well for me, and I was. I'm just watching season one right now. I mean, I had, as I said, seen a couple random episodes, <laughs> and this was honestly around the time of season seven. I mean, the first episodes I watched were before that, but it was around season seven that I started buying the DVDs. Um, ironically, um, I had another friend who was like, yeah, Stargate's all right. So we started watching Stargate and got about to season eight. And then he was like, eh, don't bother with nine and 10. And, you know, I generally trusted his judgment. So I didn't bother with nine and 10 for a long time until I bought uh, Atlantis. Uh -huh. And then I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and complete my entire series and went and bought nine and 10 and watched it. And I was like, ah, this dude, <laughs> he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed nine and 10. Yeah, I, I did too. I won't say I've watched it nearly as much as I've watched the rest of the episodes, but I enjoyed it for what it was. I was still relatively new to the show at the time. I mean, those were eight, nine, 10 is where I started watching along with everyone else. I had been playing catch up and then I got excited for the new season. So I was catching up watching in the past. And so, yeah, I get it. And I enjoyed it for what it was. Any particular episodes that are your favorite that you want to talk about? Want to try to keep this around through seasons one through seven. Uh, Brent said he wanted to listen to his own podcast content. So we don't want to spoil anyone too much, but you can throw out episode eight season five, whatever, or season nine, but any of the early episodes that really stand out as memorable for you that you really like? Lydia Ann, Casey, either one of you, that's all to you. Go ahead, Lydia Ann. Um, you know, sometimes it's so hard to choose. Um, that is true. I do have a soft spot for uh, uh, Fifth Race, the season two episode. Uh -huh. um, yeah, that one's always just a, a fun 40 minutes of TV to watch. Yeah, it is. And it's really content building, too, or it really drives the show forward rather than just being a one-off episode. It's, no, you know, it's an important episode, too. Yeah. Probably one of the most important in terms of canon, because I believe that's when we discover that, that there are ancients out there, isn't it? Isn't that where we first... Well, it's the repository of the ancients that we everything gets right. downloaded. And yeah, so it's kind of like, oh, darn, there's a lot of stuff we still don't know because look what we just found. And I don't know if we had quite identified who the ancients were at that time, other than it was the repository of the ancients. But I know yeah. the, the, the 
Ernest Littlefield is where we first discovered that there were ancients. Right. This is where they get the mention of the, the original of uh, five they, races. Yeah. The original five races, the furlings, the Knox, the Asgard and the ancients. Is that four or five? I'm not very good at math. Four. four. Okay. <laughs> it was four races. Right. And in oh, fifth the, race, we find out humans a, have the potential to become, to become the, fifth the fifth race. race. Yeah, I, I like that line in the uh, episode. If I get it wrong, I'm sorry, where Jack's finally getting unloaded from the Asgard and said, you're still so young, you're not ready, but we're out there already. He's like, deal with it, we're here already. Well, you should have waited. Well, too bad, we're already here. So, yeah, I, I, lo- I loved how Michael Shank said, uh, your species has great potential. True. Yeah. Yeah. That- <laughs> Any favorites for you, Casey? Uh, window of opportunity is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, other than window of opportunity, everybody oh, loves that episode. Other? <laughs> <laughs> two, episodes um, you can't, that- two episodes you can't say window of opportunity or lost city. Uh, rats. <laughs> um, I, I like the ones that deal with real physics. Um, and, it, you know, even though this is all fantasy f- physics, they still sometimes shove a little bit of, here's some realistic physics information. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, anything that deals with, like, the wormhole going awry or, uh, except the one where Teal got trapped. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. The, uh, but, it, you know, any of those physics episodes are the ones I enjoy the most. Okay. What I like about those real world episodes, or I sometimes find odd about them, is Jack is actually very smart and knows a lot about space, but he tends to play dumb a lot. You know, this is a guy who has a telescope on his roof and spends a lot of time, even before getting into the Stargate program, staring out into space. And, and we assume that being a mil- military guy, he does know a little bit about what he's talking about. But when it comes into the real world physics, he sometimes plays dumb. I don't know if he's playing dumb. Really? Or if he's doing that for whatever reason to get people to talk more. I just find that an interesting point when they bring up the science. He really should know more than he's letting on to, at least in my opinion. I think he actually does. Um, but, you know, if, if you go back to the children of the gods, he doesn't like scientists. He has no problem with women. He doesn't like scientists. There's that, yeah. So, uh, uh, um, I just totally, my train of thought just derailed. Oh, yeah, I, I'm well familiar with that. <laughs> I've been teaching a class for eight hours a day for the last four days. My brain is barely here right now. I, I need more caffeine to gear it back up. What do you teach, by the way? Uh, I teach computer stuff. I work for a big software company that only people in my industry have ever heard of. And I teach people how to use our software, as I like to say. I'm, I'm the guy they send people to when they need to learn our software or they send me to them. But involves a lot of talking, which is what I'm doing here, which is fine because I talk for a living. <laughs> Any particular favorite seasons through one through seven, or you can even look ahead a little bit. And you can include Atlantis in this as well. We're not limited to just SG1. Or I'll put it this way. Has your favorite season, have we already watched your favorite season or is your favorite season coming? Lydia Ann? Um. I do have a soft spot for season seven of mm-hmm. SG one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and then I think beyond that, 
I love the second season of Stargate Universe. Really? Um, yes. It was going someplace before they canceled it. That is true. They were starting to set up things a little bit better rather than their first yeah. intro season. I was I was enjoying the momentum. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Casey? Season one, I watched it so much. <laughs> really? <laughs> that hang time. <laughs> now, most people would just go, we have to endure season one to get to everything else. Uh, it's, it's, got a, it's got a place in my heart. I love it. That, that, that's quite good. There's several good episodes in that first season. There's a lot of cheese, but there's several good world-building episodes in that that we can appreciate. I know I'll take I'll take season one of SG one over say season one of Next Generation of Star Trek. I think SG one did a better better job of coming out the gate. Well, to be fair, SG one did a better job overall. Like it, in the history of TNG, if you look at the Next Generation, there's a lot of skippable episodes, and and, and I don't mean skippable as in. This is skippable because of the story. I, I mean, it's such a bad episode, you want to skip <laughs> it. And, T, and uh, SG-1 doesn't really have many of those. Emancipation. Not, well, Emancipation, <laughs> yes. But I still watch it during my re, you know, rewatches. Well, because you're a completist and you don't feel right about skipping episodes. Yeah. That's There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that. That may be part of it, but... Uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think that there are as many skippable episodes okay. in SG-1 as there is in like The Next Generation. Now, Deep Space Nine, there's maybe four skippable episodes as opposed to the TNG, um, you know, 20. <laughs> but SG-1 has like, you know, maybe one or two throughout its entire run where you're just like, I, I, I have to, I can't watch this one more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the realm of Star Trek, while uh, Next Generation does have a soft spot in my heart, because for me, I grew up watching Star Trek with my dad, and Next Generation was my first new Trek that was mine. I really enjoyed watching that, but if I was perfectly honest, Deep Space Nine is my Star Trek jam. I could rewatch that series repeatedly and not skip a single episode. High five. Yes. Except maybe one episode in the first season, the run along home episode. That one's dumb. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I I just finished a rewatch of Deep Space Nine. I'm watching it along with a podcast as well. And I went through Deep Space Nine again. I enjoyed every minute of it. And I'm always picking up new stuff. So I've watched all Star Trek. I will watch all Star Trek. But we're here to talk about Stargate. So let's talk about our favorite characters. Now, there's obviously just a few main characters we can get into, but I want to talk about main and non-main characters. Who's your favorite one-offs or the person who doesn't appear often enough for you? And no characters excluded. Lydiaanne, how about you go first again? Sure. Um, ooh, I do love the background cast of Atlantis, you know, the people who aren't the the title characters, but show up every, you know, every other episode or so. Um, and there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Um, yeah, I think, I think Zelenka is my favorite. Okay. Um, but, you know, and I will always wish for more, uh, more of Dr. Frazier from mm-hmm. SG-1. Yeah. 
Casey, anyone you want to call out as I wish we saw more of that character? Um, not necessarily. I wish we saw more, but uh, you know, in the terms of the main cast, Teal'c is mm -hmm. my favorite. Um, and in terms of the the one-offs or minor roles, I love Sergeant Siler. <laughs> That's who I was <laughs> so going to throw funny. as well. Yeah, I was definitely going to throw out Stargate Scotty or yeah, Sergeant Siler. Although I do appreciate the uh, silliness. Or not silliness. That's not the correct, quite the correct word. Uh, the why do we have this guy of um, Sergeant Harriman, the guy who counts down Chevron One and locked or encoded? It's like oh, yeah. there's even an upcoming. No, it was in Heroes where they were talking to him, and he said, "My job is to say Chevron One encoded." And he doesn't really have to do that. But I, I kind of <laughs> like the silliness of that. And then, well, I like to press the button. Okay. Why do you? Well, anybody could. I, I like him. And I, I, again, I will go with Siler as well. Main cast. Um, yeah, I'd probably go with Teal as well. Although for um, future reference, I, I do like Vala too. Brent the... You said Vala or Ball? Oh, Va Vala. No, if we're going with System Lords, Ball. Ball is, I love Ball. I love to hate Ball. And As he's been a slow Bachi? burn. <laughs> <laughs> he's been a slow burn, but I know what's coming in Ball. Yeah, absolutely. He's my favorite. I can't talk about the plot point coming up, but there's a certain bit coming up that was I just found hilarious. Oh, Ball. yeah. And, uh, you know, it was sad to lose Cliff. Oh, of course. Really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I, I yeah. was I was stunned. Yeah, and just to an accident. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your favorite moment. The oh yeah moment. And I'll let you include, you know, Lost City if you want, because if I were honest, it's going to be the Battle of Antarctica. Casey, why don't you go first on that one? Um, mine hasn't happened yet, and I'm oh. hesitant to say. It's from one of the movies. Okay. I... Well, I, we don't want to spoil anything yet, but... Um, Definitely not. Which movie? Just whisper it to me. Uh, the Ark of... I believe it's The Ark of Truth. Okay. I will have to go back and mentally review that movie to find out which point you're talking about. There's a, I know there's a couple cool bits in there as well, I, but I'm going to have to refresh myself. It's been a while since I've well, seen that. that. I, I can give, give a hint. They used okay. a real Navy object. Oh, okay. So right at the beginning. Yeah, when that thing does its thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> Sorry, Brent, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, when that, when yeah. that thing does its thing, I, I just thought that, hey, that is cool. Yeah, it was real world. And I, I like the way that bit was filmed, too, because it was filmed very realistic looking as well. It wasn't a, a proper studio film set. It was, you know, felt like you were really there. Definitely. And that's what made it so awesome is when it, when it did its thing, I was like, wow. Either right. the, and I, at the time I watched it, I, I thought it was special effects. And then uh -huh. once I watched the uh, commentary, they say they did it for real. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> All right. Lydia Ann, how about you? Um, I think my favorite moment is also upcoming. Um, it's from the, uh, the premiere of Atlantis. Um, you know, that, that moment early on, or just all of that 
premiere for Atlantis. All right. Yeah, I just re- recently rewatched the premiere. Actually, I've rewatched it a couple of times because I mean, I've got to get back into Atlantis. So I've gone through that episode a couple of times. And while I don't know the exact part you're talking about, I got a good idea of the exact part you're talking about. So yeah, draining a- power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in that first episode. Okay, so what's your unpopular opinion? What don't you like about Stargate? That if you told it to a Stargate fan, they'd go, dude, you're not a real fan. Casey, you're first. That's a, that's a terribly difficult question to answer. I, I don't yeah. know that I've got any unpopular opinions. It doesn't have to be something you hate, but something that the rest of the fandom might not agree with. Like um, I liked Emancipation. Okay, that's a good unpopular opinion. <laughs> just kidding. I, I didn't really like it. I don't, it's not good. I don't think it's as bad as everyone says it is. In the context of the show, when it first aired, it was important because it showed Major Carter was, or Captain Carter was not just the girl on the team. Like a lot right. of women can be on a, on a show or in other media, they're the girl. She was, and made her an important part. Was it a good episode? No. Was it good for Samantha Carter? Yeah, because it's established her as a real character. Definitely. Anne, you got any opinions on unpopular opinions? Um, Nothing that... I think my big one is very much a spoiler for Brent, so we'll get to it. Um, I do, coming back to Emancipation, um, I do love that they made, you know, Carter more into the hard sciences. Yeah. Um, and then Dr. Jackson was the emotional heart of the team. Um, you know, I was a teenager when it premiered, young Uh teen, so it was very, you know, very nice to see, yeah, woman who was into hard sciences and, yeah, wasn't the didn't do the emotional labor for everybody else around her. That was, I think, a very smart decision on their part. That is, yeah, it was. kept they, the show very watchable. They could have very easily inverted the character roles for that, and it's. I'm glad they didn't. It makes for a better show. Okay, let's talk about headcanon. What's your opinion? Opinion that's not official. I'll give you mine. The movie is a quantum mirror episode. That's why everything is different. That's why the characters aren't the characters exactly the way you think. And the plot points don't exactly line up. Line up. It's an alternate universe. Lydia, Ann, how about you? Any uh, particular headcan you don't want to give up? Nothing that comes to mind. I've been thinking about this and haven't, haven't been able to come up with anything. No bizarre fan theories? It's okay. I mean, you know, not everyone has. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. Yeah. There are some things you just accept. Like I accept that the Star Wars uh, prequel trilogy exists, and I like it for the story it tells. I don't have an unpopular opinion. I just like it because of what it is. Stargate. There's a lot more of that, so I have a few, you know, opinions of my own on that one. What about you, Casey? Mine's actually kind of on par with yours, except. The movie for me is the movie that Hollywood made of our real heroes once the Stargate secret leaked out. Okay. I can get that. 
So we're viewing the movie in the past, but it was made in the future. Yeah. Yeah. We saw it in our past or that the Stargate program is actually happening right now. And they released it as a way to soften us up for when it's actually. Exactly. Okay. That, uh, that, that, you know, once the secret comes out, they actually make a a movie about these heroes doing these things. And that's the movie they make. And that's why Daniel Jackson is different from, you know, Shanks versus uh, Spader. Okay. And that's why they, you know, it's just raw because they didn't want to tell us about all the system lords. Exactly. Okay. Or they, they sort of amalgamated them. And yeah. Them, you know, one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, I will accept that. That's, I've heard that one before. And yeah, that's uh, quite viable as well. It's the real world version of the Stargate program. I, I'm still going to stick to it. It's, it's a quantum mirror episode though. <laughs> that one works too, though. That's a pretty good one. Okay, so let's talk about the actual podcast, because that was the original joke idea behind this of y'all reviewing podcast episodes. Now, the original idea was just going to have listeners talk about each episode of the podcast. Obviously, that's not quite viable. But um, so, Lydia, and when did you start listening to the podcast? I probably came in me about halfway through season one. I first started listening when they were halfway through season five. Okay. I started at the beginning, so it took me, what, eight months to catch up, but Uh yeah. Yeah, why did you start listening? You just looking for something new, or did you specifically search out Stargate podcasts? When going, you know, is there anything new out there? Yeah, anything I hadn't seen, and found a few at the same time, and you know. Yeah. Tried out a couple episodes of all of them. And yeah, this one yeah. was, yeah, they do good work. Yeah. So. Uh, for me, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I would drive to work because my drive to work is about an hour every day. And a, a good podcast recap episode is generally about an hour. And I was thinking about starting a Stargate rewatch again. And then I opted for the podcast. Casey, how about you? Uh, I came in about episode five of the pod and um, I was very excited. I was like, <laughs> a, a, a Trek podcast had just wrapped up DS9 and I was like, well, I need something new. Uh-huh. Um, so I went looking for Stargate and I got it. <laughs> I got walking to the Stargate at about episode five and I thought that they had finished the entire thing. And I was like, I'm going to binge this and <laughs> binged it for five hours and <laughs> that fifth hour and was yeah, like, I- oh. I oh, guess I'll well, tune in next week. <laughs> I guess I didn't have to do that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. As I said, I was just looking for some new content to listen to and came across that. And their format at the time was very similar to um, well, a Star, Star Trek podcast I was looking to. And I think that was the first thing I liked about it is that I liked the way they presented it. It was the format that I was used to on other shows, and it seemed to be a, a working format for me and it got me to listen unlike some of the other stargate podcasts i've listened to that haven't hooked me because they well, were sort a- of what sort of brought me in and and said this is what you need to listen to for a while is brent's virginity um you know that he hasn't actually seen any of the episodes i was like uh, that'll be cool to sit around and listen you know with somebody and see what they think about it yeah um the star trek podcast i had come off of 
um, everybody had seen everything and they, they mm-hmm. were just sort of recounting everything. And I'm like, well, this is kind of dull. Um, but you know, once I found out that Brent had never seen it, I was like, hey, I'm going to sit through this. I'm going to find out what he thinks of all this. Definitely a great hook into the show or to the podcast. So what's your favorite part of listening to them? Casey, you can go first. My, my personal favorite is, uh, I, you know, what? I, I like hearing their Chevron ratings. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not as much of a fan as all the fan Chevrons. I, you know, you guys may not have heard of me on the podcast unless you're on the Discord because I don't submit very many. I've submitted one uh-huh. <laughs> Chevron rating, right. which was a joke rating, which was three teats out of seven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I don't recall that one, but I would have to go back and listen. That was okay. the Pete, Pete episode. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Everybody had something to say about Pete Shanahan. I gotcha. Brought you out of the woodwork to even complain about him. I wouldn't say complain, but yeah. <laughs> to comment on him. I gotcha. Yeah. Pete the worst Shanahan. Absolutely. Lydia Ann? Um, I love the the critical analysis uh, Brent brings. It's not something you hear on most Stargate podcasts and, you know, seen, seen some of the show loved it for years and years, but to hear someone go, you know, well, I saw this when I watched it and yeah, going, Oh, I hadn't considered it that way. Makes it worth, you know, worth watching still. Brent is very insightful, very insightful. Yeah, in some ways, it's kind of like you're reading way too much into this or you're getting out. For me, sometimes it's a little bit too hypercritical on stuff. It's like, can't you just enjoy it? Why do you have to give my favorite episode a low ready? Why was that not nine chevrons? <laughs> like, oh, like, uh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, and, and then he comes up with some crazy you know, high numbers for some low number episodes. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I, I can't say Bane because I'm with you, Brent. I loved Bane. <laughs> it's fine. It's dumb, but it's fine. I, it was not the height of television. That was my first of, you are so wrong to give this the highest rating ever for an episode. But, you know, everyone enjoys and any type of TV in their own way for their own reasons. So it's like, fine, if you love that, have at it, you're watching it. And that's good enough for me. I, I more have a problem, you know, talking to friends or whatever, when they don't like something, it's like, how could you not appreciate? It? I just didn't like it. But then again, I'm guilty of that for some things as well. I have friends, for example, that love the TV show friends. I've seen one episode, didn't care, never watched it again. And there, how can you not enjoy it? I just here's didn't. your here's your second high five. Yeah, it was just wrong time and just didn't interest me. Okay, so where were they the most wrong on their opinions or what thing do you think that they just missed that made you sit back and go, how could you not get that? Anything stand out for you recently? Casey, I'll throw it to you. Um, you know, the, the, it's all so subjective. It's yeah. hard for me to say you guys are wrong, um, because they're not, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. I, I, I thought long and hard about this question and, and I couldn't really come up with anything. 
because, you know, we're each individuals, we each like what we like and, um, you know, Brent's going to like what he likes and, and Zach's going to like what he likes and you're going to like what you like and I'm going to yeah. like what I like and Lydia Ann likes what she likes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's hard to say that they're wrong. Okay, I can accept that. There's been a few, no, no one's opinions are wrong. I mean, sometimes your opinion is wrong, but, you know, everyone's entitled to your own opinion, no matter how wrong you may be. And I'm not going to fault you for having an opinion different from me, unless you're just, I hated that episode. No, that was the best thing ever. I'm going through some of my old messages because there was a couple points where they were saying, I don't know what that means. And my mind just went, how did you not know what they were talking about with that episode? That was, you know, but that's me because I'm, as you said, well entrenched in middle age, and I've got a little bit more background than they do on some of this stuff. Uh, Lydia Ann, anything, any moments that stand out um, to you as what the heck? No, I, uh, I, I agree with Casey. You know, everyone, everyone has an opinion, and I think you know when they when they talk about it, you can see where they're coming from. So it's one of those. Okay, yeah, I understand how you got there. Um, but, Except for yeah. saying Bane was the, the best episode ever at the time. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you're just in a mood and things hit you, and, you know. I remember re-watching along with them. Don't remember the episode, but they weren't, they didn't think terribly highly of it. But when I was re-watching it, I, I laughed in a couple of places. Uh, some of the one-liners O'Neill gives and, you know, enjoyed it more than, than they did. But that was probably just a one-off on yeah, on my part. So, all right. So, this is rather vague, but is there anything you want to know about the podcast? Any fake answers I can come up with about Zach and Brent? Like, I know where they live, I know how to pronounce their names. Uh, any interesting bits that you've wondered about, you know, behind the scenes on a podcast? If you don't, that's fine as well. I just want to kind of throw that one out as well. Lydia Ann, how about you? Uh, Nothing comes to mind. You know, a little mystery in life is good. All right. Uh, I'll give you one. I've never actually met them in person. Um, they live half a country away from me. And they've told you some of the story of how I get involved, but I've never met them in, pin in person. We've tried to a couple of times. It's just never quite worked out. But you all think that we're all near each other. You know, Zach and Brent live a state away from each other, to be honest. And I'm a half a country away from each other, from them. Casey, any uh, nonsense I can make up for you about questions you might have? I, I don't really have any questions about the pod, but I do have one comment. And uh, yeah. that is, David, you've done amazing work. I, I do have to say, I, I really enjoy listening to your, uh, um, your little clips at the end of the episodes and <laughs> seeing how wrong Brent is. <laughs> well, I thank you for that one. I, as I've said, I do enjoy making them. Uh, it, it forces me to rewatch the episodes and keep me up with them. There's a few that I've made that were really a challenge. And there's a couple that was just so easy. I think there was one, I just used one scene and that was enough to explain the whole episode. So yeah, I enjoy them. That was my real entry to the podcast. As they said, when they were looking for someone to say, anybody know how to edit videos? Cause there's no trailers available beyond season two. And I've done that as part of my job. And it's like, sure, I can do that. I had no idea what I was getting into and I didn't think I would be doing it for this long, 
course I did, but you know, but anyway, thank you for that one. Uh, for the last one where I said I had left all my materials behind, what had happened was I had recorded the episode via my secret methods. And then I brought it with me because I was in Europe for work. And then I somehow managed to delete it. So oh, I had Lord. no, I had no video to, to edit. And I had this idea of, well, what I was doing for my job was a PowerPoint presentation on the episode. And I went out and just grabbed some stills from it and just narrated the PowerPoint like I would do for work. And that one was awesome. I, I, I really appreciated that one. Well, I enjoyed it too. It was twice as long as it usually is because, well, originally they wanted me to get it down to 45 seconds. I've had a little feature creep over the years. I've gotten up and the last one was two minutes long. But, you know, I set them up for that one. So, yeah, I have fun with that one. Okay, here's your collaboration bit. Uh, can we can we pause for sure. one moment and let me reveal my surprise? Oh, sure. Go ahead, please. Okay. Um, if you're on Discord and you've read some of my posts, I, I used to work in the movie business here in uh, North Carolina. Okay. And uh, one of the things they shot in Wilmington was a British television show called CI5, The New Professionals. And I was an extra as well as a production assistant on nice. this particular show. Uh -huh. um, the show starred uh, among several men, Lexa Doig. Okay. All right. Lexa Doig is, or I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but we're going to go with Doig. Um, she's Michael Shank's wife. Right. So if you're familiar with the six degrees of separation. Uh-huh. I worked with Lexa Doig. That makes my Michael Shanks number a two. Okay? Awesome. And because you guys have worked with me on this podcast, that makes your Michael Shanks number a three. Yay. Hooray. We're but, famous now. Yeah. <laughs> Very. But uh, I also worked with Leon Rippey, who is in the movie, played General West. Uh, he was a guest star on that particular show, and uh -huh. I didn't. I didn't exchange one single conversation with Alexa Doig, but I talked to Leon Rippey for hours. So you guys now have ties to the movie and to the show. That is Le wonderful because Alexa was also plays Doctor Lamb in Nine and Ten. Right. That that's really cool. That's great. I wish I had a higher number. That well, I wish I had that connection, but thank you for the connection. I do appreciate it. <laughs> well, now you can go to work tomorrow and say, Hey, thank you. My Michael Shake's number is Yes, I I'm more famous than you are. Yes. Okay, so here is our bit of collaboration. Now I'm gonna give you a chance to admit that you have no idea what I'm talking about. You have no idea what I'm about to tell you about, right? None. That's no. correct. Okay. Now, this came from an idea from uh, someone who's also going to be a guest on an upcoming episode of Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate. She had this idea for you to collaborate. So I have six ideas. Now, I'm going to pick a number. Um, actually, I'm going to have you pick a number. Uh, Casey, give me a number between one and six. Four. Four. Okay. Here's your idea. I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to pause and I'm going to walk away so I won't have to hear you. I will start a timer. This will all be edited out so no one's going to have to hear you collaborate. You have five minutes based off of item number four on my list 
to pitch me an idea for a Stargate animated show. Give me the basic plot of what's going to happen. It's not Stargate Infinity. It can be old. It can be new, future, whatever you like. I'm going to give you five minutes to work together to come up with a pitch for a new Stargate animated show. I'm going to, I'm not going to listen. So I'm taking off my headsets. I'm going to walk away from five minutes and this will be edited out of the recording as well. Five minutes, go. A little longer than a few minutes later. All right. You've had your five minutes. First off, what is the title of your new Stargate animated show? All right, we decided on the title of Incoming Wormhole. Okay, tell me about Incoming Wormhole. All right, it is um, a comedy. Uh, it's set at the SGC, um, you know, featuring a friendly rivalry between the, uh, the control room technicians and the airmen and marines who have to, um, you know, kind of man the, the gate room when they get an incoming wormhole and you know, if you're not SG-1, we imagine there's quite a bit of downtime and waiting around. So there's lots of uh, practical jokes and friendly hijinks that go on. All right. So you're doing a lower decks, but with Stargate? That was the idea. All right. Any plot points you want to throw out, Casey? Return of Ergo. Return of Ergo. Awesome. Absolutely. You could do him as an animated character. Love it. All right. I think that's about it. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you uh, working with me on this grand experiment of walking through, walking through the Stargate. I'm David. I'm Lydia Ann. And I'm Casey. And thanks for listening to us. See you next time on another episode of Walking Through, Walking Through the Stargate. Care to explain Um, we can use the Stargate to send these people home, sir.